When asked what the greatest commandment was, Jesus of Nazareth answers in Matthew 22:37 that it's to love God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. In other words, every part of who and what we are as human beings. Here, we explore all of those aspects of being human, everything from faith to fitness to culture and everything else having to do with living a full life. Welcome to Heart, Soul, Mind, and Strength. The human body is a pretty amazing thing. The things it can do, things it does, are fascinating. Which is ironic because what the body's intricate systems are doing most of the time involves keeping things basically the same. This brings us to another one of those fancy terms that we like to introduce occasionally on this podcast, homeostasis. Homeostasis is just a word that refers to keeping the body stable. The idea is that body temperature, blood sugar level, body composition, and a whole host of other things are kept in a sort of unchanging state to the degree that it can be that way. And if it deviates from its normal state, certain systems and processes kick in to return it back to its normal state. In the 1930s, a man named Hans Seeley first published his concept of what he called General Adaptation Syndrome, or GAS. What Seeley had found was that there are three stages that an organism goes through when exposed to some sort of stressor. Alarm, resistance, and exhaustion. In the alarm stage, the body has just been exposed to some sort of stressor or trigger. This activates the sympathetic nervous system, which is the part of the nervous system associated with fight or flight, and which can result in things like increased breathing rate, increased heart rate, heightened senses, and so on. After the initial shock of the stressor that caused the alarm stage, the body moves into the resistance stage. At this stage, the body enters damage control mode. The body activates systems to normalize its various processes so that things like breathing and heart rate gradually return to normal. Adrenaline levels also begin to return to normal, and the body attempts to return to homeostasis. If the stressor is intense enough to overcome the body's resistance, you enter the exhaustion stage. At this point, the body is experiencing real damage to its systems. Fatigue or burnout could set in if certain kinds of stressors are involved, or even physiological damage can result in the forms of such things as ulcers or broken bones or torn soft tissue, etc. Now, while we want to avoid stage three as much as possible, we can actually use the first two stages to our advantage, mostly because the human body is an amazing thing. So how do we take advantage of Seeley's gas model? We'll take a look at it from a fairly narrow scope. I'll let you use your own imagination to think of other ways that it can be used. For now, let's focus in on the concept of strength training. Now for strength training, the GAS model has been updated a bit and is often referred to as the stress recovery adaptation cycle. If you're pretty much a completely untrained individual, maybe you've had some gym memberships in the past but never kept at it, or maybe it's been a few years since you've even seen a barbell, the first step is to figure out your baseline for certain exercise movements. For our purposes, the four movements that have been used for decades to improve overall strength, the squat, deadlift, press, and bench press. If you've never done any of these before, or don't know what the difference is between the press and the bench press, don't worry, that's not super important for our purposes here. So, as you get started, 
preferably working with a coach who can help make sure you use proper form and technique, you determine how much weight you can safely lift for each of these four movements. Of the four strength training movements, let's just focus on the squat for this illustration. Let's say you're working with a coach who's helping you along to be safe, and they determine that you're going to start with a 100-pound squat. Any heavier than that, and your form starts to break down, and that starts to become unsafe. You'll do five repetitions of the squat, and then rest for a few minutes, and then do that two more times. So now you've done three sets of five reps at 100 pounds. Since you've never really done anything like this before, your body has reached stage one, alarm. By the time you set the bar back in the pins, you're breathing heavily, your heart is pounding, and some people may even feel like they're going to throw up. This part of the cycle is what we now know as stress. Once you're finished with your training for that day, you go on with the rest of your day, ideally eating a healthy, high-protein diet and avoiding donuts and pizza and that 32-ounce Coke from the local convenience store where you get $1 refills a couple of times a day. Later that night, your body is probably going to be quite happy to go to bed and get some rest. Because you've properly fueled your body during the day, your body takes advantage of your sleep to do some repair work. This is commonly referred to as the recovery phase in training circles these days. Your body, wanting to maintain homeostasis, was forced to do something that disrupted homeostasis, and now it has to recover. But, because of how amazing the body is, it doesn't stop there. Your body will, will slightly overcompensate for the stress you subjected it to so that it can be better able to handle that stress the next time. In this case, 100 pounds on the bar as you squat. This part of the process is referred to as adaptation. Two days after your first training session, you're back in the gym. Your body has now gotten just a little bit stronger because it has prepared itself to handle that 100-pound squat. So what does your coach have you do? We'll have you squat again, of course, but this time it'll be for 105 pounds, just a little more stress than the last time, because last time your body will have prepared for another 100-pound squat by getting a little stronger. We want to capitalize on that adaptation by triggering the process again. So after three sets of five at 105, you experience a stress and send your body back into Sealy's stage one. You leave the gym and you begin the recovery process. Once again, because the human body is so amazing, it not only recovers from the 105 squat, but it adapts again by becoming slightly stronger in order to better handle 105 in a couple of days. Two days later, you're back at it in the gym, but of course, as you know, this time with 110 pounds on the bar. So by now, you can probably see why this process is called a cycle. This whole cycle goes on and on as your body continues to adapt and get stronger and stronger. Eventually, you get to a point where it takes quite a bit of stress to disrupt homeostasis, perhaps more than you can do in a single workout. Also, by this point, it takes more than a couple of days to recover. So your coach will need to make some changes. But until you get to that point, just keep things simple and keep getting stronger. Now, if you're able to really grasp this process, a few moments thought should make it clear that this process cannot be approached like many of the popular workout programs that people do nowadays. Notice, for example, that each training session builds from the previous session. 
so this process won't work if you train for a couple days one week, then take three weeks off and have another session, then you hit it Monday, Wednesday, and Friday a month later, but miss the next week and make it to one session the following week, and so forth and so on. When you apply the stress of heavy weight to the body, it recovers and adapts to become slightly stronger. There's an effective window you have before those adaptations are lost and the body reverts back to its pre-training level of strength. Quick digression, if you'll indulge me. One thing we want to be cautious of, however, is pushing our bodies beyond what they can recover from. This would put us in Seeley's stage three, or exhaustion. In terms of strength training, this is often referred to as overtraining. Overtraining can have enormous negative impacts to your fitness and your overall health. It can affect energy levels, sleep, and alertness, among other things. And it can take quite a while to recover from and get back to making progress in the gym if it's not caught soon enough. That's another reason to work with a coach. Okay, end of digression. So, if you're going to work on getting stronger, understand that it takes commitment. You can't accidentally get stronger by messing around with a barbell once in a while. You will get stronger if you follow a well-proven plan over the course of time in order to take advantage of what is often called the stress recovery adaptation cycle. Now, obviously this is based on Seeley's gas theory, but modified today for strength training. The question then becomes, why would you want to get stronger? What's in it for you? Well, for the answer to that, I'm going to refer you back to episode two, and I'm also going to make a promise that we'll be doing a future episode that further explores why strength training is a superior way to address some of the things that I talked about in episode two, among other things. So stay tuned and stay strong. That's all we have for today. Thanks for coming along. If you've enjoyed it and found it helpful, please leave a five-star review and share it with a friend. For more resources, you can visit the website at hsms2237.wordpress.com. Music is Do You Believe by the Caffeine Creek Band, courtesy of Pixabay. Thanks for listening. Now go be fully human.